ever get murdered because you didn't kill a girl real good? I have killed two people since midnight. Maybe you should be a little more afraid. You got a decision to make. This is over! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Last 24 Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gettler, and with me, as always, is Wes Cosette. What up? Matthew Jacobson. Hi. And Dave Bowman. I love that intro music. I want to kick someone's ass right now. <laughs> I do get pumped up for it. It just That's... jacks me up. Let's go. It's just, you know, you had to get the right tone for the show, and uh, something gets you jacked. And now let's have some fun. Now let's have some fun. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we are on episode five of the incredible, wonderful, thrilling adventure that is the show 24. But before we get into it, Wes, what was your last 24 like? Um, segment that I always forget to hit the button for. That's cool. Uh, you know, (laughs) pandemics though, just hanging out at home, watching, uh, movies, watched midnight run. Pan what? Pandemic. Oh, that thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, first, I was like, it. did I say the word wrong? Or? <laughs> it's the name of a package on it's the wire. It's actually pandemic. I don't know why you're <laughs> pronouncing it like a heathen, uh, but I watched that movie, and it's pretty good. If you haven't checked it out, Midnight Run, Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin. Yep. Yeah. All right. Matt, how about you? I was outside Wes's window watching Midnight Run. <laughs> with I knew. no sound. Did he put no subtitles sound. on for you? Yeah. He actually invited hey, me over, but there's a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I guess yep. there's a pandemic. pandemic. We all went there. You're uh, in your giant bubble that you travel around in. So. <laughs> <laughs> Modern bubble boy. Uh, I, I animated some things. I do motion graphic stuff. I watched the new episode of The Boys, and I made a sheet pan dinner. Ooh, nice. What, what is was a it? sheet pan dinner? Just you get know, out the sheet pans, chop up a bunch of vegetables. I uh, chopped up a kielbasa sausage, uh, threw some oils on it, seasonings, throw it in the oven, done. Put on rice. Easy peasy. Yeah. A single man in his 40s should know this. Okay. Never. Oh, Dave. What was your last 24 like, Dave? Uh, I actually am on a new medication for some uh, undisclosed illnesses, and so it has some side effects. That, Sad. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it has some uh, side effects that you have to kind of get used to. So I spent the day sick as hell. Oh. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of brutal. And then uh, what's the um, in the evening I watched uh, the Miami Heat take a 2-0 lead on the Celtics. So, okay. Yep. Okay. Solid, solid day all the way around. Mike, what did you do? Yeah, oh, Mike. thank you guys for finally getting around to asking. No. Um, I <laughs> clearly don't uh, care. <laughs> I worked and then uh, did the open mic on Thursday, which uh, went pretty good. Nice. How many people good. were there? Um, it was a pretty decent mix. Good. Um, it wasn't just comics, but it's nice. also a weird time. It is a weird time. It's a, it, you never know who's showing up for those things. So. Nope. Nope, not at all. All right. So we'll say break it down open mics for a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> New segment alert. <laughs> How open was the mic? Sad. Welcome to the pandemic time. <laughs> that one wasn't the board. That was just <laughs> Doing it live. <laughs> We're doing it live. 
All right. Speaking of doing it live, how about we uh, break down last week's episode of 24? Sounds awesome. Let's Go do for it. it. Okay. Close in on Janet's not-so-lifeless body lying there in the street. Then we go to CTU. Don't worry, Nina's being passive-aggressive to Jack because of that whole you're-the-mole interrogation thing. Arnold Palmer finds out people want him dead, and he says, no shit. George Mason shuts down CTU, but Jack, don't worry, he gets out by beating up a guard that works for him. He follows a lead to a warehouse, gets shot at, a cop hears the fire. She goes to the warehouse. He convinces her to trust him, but she probably shouldn't because after they catch the shooter, guess what? He gets her killed. And the guy that killed her knows Jack's name and says he knows where Kim is. What? Can you believe it? John Hawks. Can you believe it? It's a big yes. ending. Hell of an episode. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. It was a good one. It was pretty tight, honestly. It was a pretty tight episode. The uh, and let's uh, shit, let's get into this week. Sweet, let's do it. We just watched episode five of God, just an incredible show, and so we're at the hospital. They're prepping for surgery, but guess what? It's what? not Jane Doe, it's Janet. Oh, still alive. My God. Through it all. I, I, they, are, they are just, her death has just become like a thing where they're like, ah, ah are we going to do it? No, nope. no, we're not. This not this episode. But nope. She this, is alive. <laughs> like, she's, she's it's on, coming. She's the first example of torture in 24. I think. <laughs> <laughs> New segment alert. Uh, torture sure is important in this show. It's just not um, by Jack. It's just done by God himself. Yeah. <laughs> bad, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, God and uh, the class of 2001 San Diego State Boys. Um, yep. <laughs> so... Uh, Jack, guess what? What? Calls Terry. No! Finally! Terry and Sad Dad number five, they finally get to the hospital, and uh, Jack calls her, and uh, she's like, where are you? And he's like, I'm out looking for Kim. She's like, finally. And uh, (laughs) so Jack's just like, what do you mean you haven't found her yet? And then she reacts to that, and he's like, calm down. Like, (laughs) fuck you, Jack. (laughs) Can't be telling people to calm down. Your whole whole essence is not being calm. Yeah, you just called your wife to yell at her about not finding your daughter, which you're just now getting around to trying to do, and then you're mad at her. And you just found out that she's been kidnapped, so it's like she's dealing with professionals. It's not like she's out looking for her daughter that ran away. Hey, Jack, sounds like, uh, you know, she's not at a party at this address that I found. She's actually been kidnapped by professionals. It's kind of your lane now, Jack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Jack's love language is screaming. <laughs> yes. That's that's his love language. Yep. I like too that she tells him she's like, uh, Janice is in It's Janet. The surgery's like, I don't care. Where's Kim? Yeah. <laughs> like does just completely blows it off. Who gives a shit about Janet? That's the theme of the entire show. So yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> Why are we still talking about her? <laughs> we spent too much time on her. We need to move on. <laughs> so the San Diego State Boys, they have now given Kim to uh Ira Gaines, who's basically he's uh season one of twenty-four, he's their day Bowman, the money. Yeah. Um, and so he gets her. She's all tied up and duct taped and just throws her in the back seat. That's fine. And then tells the boys the plan's got to change a little bit. You'll get your money at 
come to this location, come to the compound, which sounds yep. like Kim's in for a treat. Yep. Um, and then we cut to the Arnold Palmer family. Yes. And we find out. Still awake. Don't need sleep. Nope. They don't need sleep. New segment alert. Uh, aren't you tired yet? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're not. They're making coffee at 4 a.m. Let's go. They're getting after it. Only thing we've seen anyone eat or drink too is just coffee. Like we haven't seen nobody's had any food either. Well, this is the episode where like they really start being like, uh, "Yeah, we know we were tired." So I think every character besides Jack is asked if they want coffee at mm-hmm. some point yeah. during this one. And mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and throw fourteen sugars in there too. It's two thousand one. <laughs> we don't know about keto yet, baby. <laughs> I still don't. And what? so Jack is working with Loyal Girl. Yes. Because guess what? That guy from the last episode who killed a cop, um, he knew Jack's name. He has information on Kim, but he's been taken into police custody. And what I, can I just say that the LAPD living up to their brand, just gentle guys. They're not. No. Nope. Just. <laughs> yeah. Very this, respectful. Uh, uh, new segment alert. Uh, white privilege is real. Yeah. Because uh, Jack has given them no reason to help him out. Nope. Also, they're protecting the suspect. Like, Jackson, yeah. they're like, Jack's like, I want to beat them up. I want to beat them up. I want to yep. get all the information. They're like, no. come on, be nice. So come he finally, finally gets them, like, convinced that just to let him go in and ask questions because he's, you know, I've, I'm in the middle of a federal investigation. Mm-hmm. So they're walking up to the room. Did they ever ask him for ID room. at all, or did he just walk in and uh, say... Well, he did say, I have my gun and my badge on me, so... Okay. well, they're clear. You yeah. don't have to follow up on that. When yep. somebody says that, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yep. Uh, no, don't need to see the badge. You're fine. Um, it's like when I uh, when I'm buying booze, they're like, "Do you have an ID?" I'm like, "Yes," and like, "Good enough." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, the one person he showed his badge to uh, died. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yep, and uh, his badge died with her. Um, <laughs> but right as Jack is going to get let into the interrogation room, George Mason, Mister Two Hundred Thousand Dollars in Barcelona accounts. Yep, he shows up, and uh, he's not real happy with Jack. Nope. Jack, come on. Again, doesn't show any identification. Just walks, just walks in and goes, in. this guy can no longer do what he's about to do. Right, like, that's all I assume the person at the front desk was like, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> just like at the hospital. Yep. You can't go in there. Right. Hey, wait. And then, they, uh, and then they just proceed to go in there. Does George Mason walk around with a posse, by the way? He's always got like three guys he's around. He's got a crew. What do you think he's going to drive himself? I don't know. I'm just saying. Um. So he's Kim's, like a rapper. Kim's in the back, Kim's in the back of uh, Gaines's back seat of Gaines's cars, and she's causing a ruckus. They're at a red light. He gets a phone call. She starts kicking the window to try to get the car next to them yep. to notice because there's traffic now. Yep. Well, it is the car. lightest yeah, kick. Yeah. One car. One car. Yeah. It's pretty weak kick, and with those shoes, she should have been able to break through it, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and so this is when we, uh, for any future kidnappers out there, a good lesson here. Um, new segment alert, helping people kidnap. Yep. Uh, but put your victim in the trunk. Yeah. And Gaines learns this the hard way because he has to pull a gun on her and then he has to pull over, which takes him farther away from getting to his destination so he can throw in that trunk. All of it thing. at a stoplight with yep. a vehicle next to him. Pulls yep. that gun out. <laughs> just yeah. Doesn't just say, I have a gun, stop. He had to pull it out, swing it to the back, yep. and so put it in her face. So much more activity. And so, so far, he's not very good. Like, he's brought down a plane, but he's kind of getting screwed all the way up. Like, yep. uh, he doesn't get the key card in time, or the, um, yeah, the pass. He's not a great international criminal at this no. point. If he's this not... Were- 
in the top 10 list of international criminals, I gotta think. Yeah. And it, we don't know who's like really behind it yet. Right. But if they were worth a shit, they'd probably kill this guy and replace him. But yep. no. If this were real life, Steel Team 6 would have shot him in the head three hours ago. Right. Oh, dude, like Steel Team 20. <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just the lazy guys that play too many video games. They don't train enough. The other thing about that stoplight, there's one other car at the stoplight and Kim's trying to kick the window and at no time does the person driving the other vehicle even, even casually, casually look over. Like, there's no other cars on the road. You just don't look over you to see what? who's in that car. Hasn't had his coffee yet. Good point. <laughs> yep. True. A little groggy. It's tough being the first car in LA traffic. Perfect. <laughs> yep. So David Arnold Palmer sets up a meeting with Maureen Kingsley, the journalist who has uh, threatened to break a story about his son and daughter. Yep. Um, so he convinces her to meet him in 10 minutes. And guys, real-time show, guess when do you think they're going to meet? 10 minutes. Ten. Uh, yes. Well, we'll find out. Yep. So... Janet, uh, 20 minutes into the episode, is already about to be out of surgery. Like, they say she's getting out any right. minute. Um, that's no miracle. Just like, like to point out that also in the surgery, it's a, it's a mini-windowed sur- surgical room, number one. Yep. People are just allowed to go back there and observe Absolutely. the surgery, which is you know, I don't think it's pretty is, normal. Maybe it's a teaching hospital. Maybe, I but I don't see an observation deck. So. She's probably out of there quick because knowing her luck, they brought her in for the wrong surgery, <laughs> cut her open. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, whoops. She's not here for a... Uh, Great news. Um, excuse me, sad dad. Your uh, daughter did survive, but we left some scissors in there. <laughs> right. We had to go back. We had to amputate her limbs. What? <laughs> also, okay. I'll get five stitches in my hand. It'll take 30 to 45 minutes, but 10 minutes she got in and out of that surgery. Right. Nope. Problemo. Best anesthesiologist ever. Uh, she's had heroin and rufalin so far. You know, we could drug her up one more time. <laughs> yeah. Was the anesthesiologist already in here? She's gone. What's yep. going on? It happens in threes, you know? Yep. Uh, so we go back to the uh, police department and uh, the shady dude that Jack, that knows who Jack is, that he picked up, um, of course, says, I'll only talk to Jack. Because uh, Jack had kind of talked to George Mason, but George Mason wouldn't let him talk to. So luckily, that guy knew what to do. So mm-hmm. George Mason goes in and he's like, oh, he'll only talk to you. So Jack goes in and then immediately pretty much attacks him. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. But it was for a reason. Of course it was. Weird. Um. So he pins him up against the wall, puts his hand over his mouth like a little pervert God, it's, yep. really, it's really hot at this point <laughs> Yucky, oh yeah like a young nz yeah. sorry is that is that in the training <laughs> you know if uh if you see somebody just go for their mouth absolutely <laughs> not the throat not the nose not any of those sensitive points you just put a hand over his mouth yep. um <laughs> which <laughs> which it was for a reason they clear the room and we find out jack passed a little piece of paper into his mouth which <laughs> During pandemic, uh, yeah. not Look, a good germ-related move. Fr- frowned upon. How's paper taste? And by, isn't the ink from whatever he wrote down on that piece of paper going to run when it's in his mouth? It came no. out like perfectly dry. Well, that's right. why he made sure to have a shouting match so his mouth dried out. Oh, and then he stuck it. the paper well, in. Well, they haven't given him water or a chance yeah, to call his lawyer absolutely. yet. Why yeah. not? He's got cotton mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and guess what? Jack's planning a jailbreak because he knows he's going to get him out. 
Um, and that's why he talks to Nina and Your tries to find out because he wants to trace the call because he knows this guy has to get a phone call and that's the only way Jack's going to be able to find his daughter. Can so we just call that guy Cottonmouth? I'm going to jump perfect. in on Wes's <laughs> new nickname. Yep. Um, yeah, so he knows he's got to break out Cottonmouth and so he needs <laughs> Nina's assistance. And so he has her put a trace on the one payphone that he knows is in the area because he knows that's what the call's going to. Payphones for you listeners used to be a thing. Absolutely. And also, Jack's looking super suspicious. Again, just in a small room off the side, leaning around the corner. He could just stand there and be on the phone. Yeah. (laughs) That would look less suspicious than him hugging the doorway. (laughs) Talking into the wall. Looking out the glass window every two seconds (laughs) as people walk by. But luckily, he is standing there because... You remember the cop who got killed at the end of the last episode? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hooks. Uh, Her partner. (gasps) Walks up to Jack, um, and I like to call him the worst partner because, yep. uh, you know, he wasn't there. Um, and he reminds Jack that, like, hey, you can't do that. That man killed my partner, and we need to have a clean investigation. And so Jack convinces him, even after that point, uh, convinces him to get him back in the room with Cottonmouth so we yep. can talk to him again. Yep. And, of course, Jack antagonizes worst cop. Or worst partner, antagonizes him. They start attacking each other. Everybody falls to the ground. Guess what? Jack used the same move again. Passes a key guard, a key card, uh, from to Cottonmouth. Can we? Uh, sure. We'll, we'll wait for that. Okay. I will. So, at right now, you're a cop. This man has attacked this guy twice right. within like 15 minutes. Yeah. At some point, then they just let him go. Don't you arrest Jack or at least be like, dude, you, you can't kill anywhere. You, uh, you, that's just he's with a federal operate. agency and yeah. he's doing an investigation. I don't yeah. care. You, I don't know. That's, I, that's just what feds do, man. <laughs> that's just rougher, I guess. Yeah. And Jack like somehow convinces so many people to trust him in this yep. episode. <laughs> he's <laughs> a Jedi. Fails them, fails he's Obi-Wan them. Kenobi. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <He does. laughs> uh, so... Uh, sad dad is talking to Terry. Sad dad right outside the operating room. Outside the, the operating yep. room, and he's like, "The doctors say she's gonna be fine, but who knows? Who knows? And how is she gonna be? F- this this girl's scarred for life, right? And it's gonna be a fun story later. Oh yeah, kills at parties. You uh, guys are you guys are doing drugs at this party? What a bunch of Let pussies. me tell you about a time when I did three different sleepy drugs in one night. <laughs> she walks up to me and goes, Molly, grow up. <laughs> when I used Rufalin, heroin, and anesthesia, all medicinally. Forgot marijuana. Um, other people at the party are like, I've seen this girl before. She, she'll jump out in front of moving cars to prove that she can do it. Well, she won't anymore because she's in a wheelchair. But... <laughs> All right, so David Arnold Palmer is meeting 10 minutes later with yep. Maureen Kingsley. I On told you it happened, and of course it does. Uh, and she, he finally convinces her, you know, of like, hey, we've been together for a long time. Yep, old you, friends. We came up from local politics and local reporting to get to this national stage here. So how about you tell me your sources? And like a good journalist, she just immediately throws it out there. I think she asked one question, but you got to do it. There's people in jail because they won't reveal their sources right. right now. Like, come on, Maureen. Yep. You're never going to get a Pulitzer that way. And she reveals that it was 
George Ferragamo, her, uh, Arnold Palmer's son's therapist. Yep. So another guy that doesn't know anything about doctor-patient confidentiality. These people aren't good at keeping secrets. Nope. And then, of course, her second source was <laughs> handwriting revealed. David Arnold Palmer's son signed a medical sheet, and he had matching cuts and bruises, which obviously proves that he got into a fight with the guy he threw over a balcony. That'll happen. Very dumb. It's always the handwriting. <laughs> yep. It's why I just type everything now. Yep. I let somebody else type it. I let somebody <laughs> I else dictate. fight for me. Money. Oh, <laughs> uh, when I'm drinking water, you guys can go ahead and say something. Okay, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> we're we're engrossed by your drinking like, of the water. I like to watch yeah. the process. People don't realize how beautiful an image it is I to don't see wanna, Mike take a drink of water. I don't want to be a cotton mouth over here, you know? <laughs> yep. All right. So, worst partner ever. Uh, goes to his boss, and uh, his boss is like, uh, what are you still doing here? And he's like, I'm not leaving until this guy is in jail without bail. Yep. Who killed my partner. Yep. He's going to be there a while because judges typically don't set bail for a while. For a so, while. Yeah, it's, it's not an immediate thing. And uh, his boss is like, uh, according to this, you checked out five minutes ago. So worst partner realizes his key, guard, key card is missing. Ugh. Unbelievable. He's pretty believable, actually. Not, okay. not very good at his job. And then it's just obvious to everybody that Jack has helped Cottonmouth escape. Uh, so Sad Dad number five is basically stalking Terry right. around the hospital. <laughs> like, Doesn't care about his daughter. daughter. His daughter's having the worst night of her life. And his nose is just like in her hair. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> And doing a lot of Terry, shoulder Terry has very short hair, too, so yeah. you're getting close. Basically, his whole vibe is like, uh, we're in a building full of beds. Uh, what do you want to do, sweetheart? <laughs> you smell as sad as I am. <laughs> we bond over our daughters. So Jack has helped Cottonmouth escape. They track him via satellite, moving him. All um, the cops in one room. All the cops in one room. Nobody even, out looking for him Even right the now guy who room. failed, worst partner, who just has failed on every chance he's gotten. And so then we cut to Jack and Cottonmouth getting to the phone. But there's some trickery. It's not the pay phone that's ringing that Nina has set up a trace on. Yep. It's a cell phone taped to the bottom of it. Those crafty international criminals. Yep. Which the guy still answers the pay phone. Like, it's clearly not a pay phone <laughs> ringing. Yep. Exactly. You know, like... And then, yeah, still like, oh, no, He's not, like, I don't know. Not just hitting one. the thing. It's, it's not coming through. Nothing. It's, it's some weird, it's like a weird Charlie Chaplin, just like slapstick. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> they run down the street. So Cottonmouth answers the phone, obviously puts it in that cute way so Jack and him can listen at the same time, right. like uh, girls calling a crush they have. It's a little tender moment. And uh, Gaines is just like, oh, the plan's changing. Uh, there's keys tied to the back of it. It's in a car. Go to the car. There's a body in the trunk. And then just hangs up. And, of course, Jack's like, who's in the trunk? As if that yeah. guy, Cottonmouth, doesn't know. Nope. Uh, they get to the trunk, open it, confirm it is a body. Jack's like, oh, my God, is it my daughter? Is it my daughter? It's not. It's some old white dude. Yep. Um, And then, of course, George Mason and uh, the cavalry, they show up. And then Jack finally has to... Tell George Mason, like, 
there's a conspiracy inside a CTU, and I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Um, but Butterfield told but him I not thought to. You, I thought you might be a part of it, and if I was wrong, I'm sorry. If I was wrong. <laughs> he knows this is his only way out, and he can't even just be like, clearly I was wrong. Nope. And George Mason immediately just, well, what's the play then, Jack? Yep. And so Jack gets in the car with the body and just drives, drives off. Up. Yep. I'm going back to the... Look, I just need all this evidence right now yep. with yep. me, the guy who's been going rogue the past four he hours. He drove off with the body? I didn't even notice no, that. No, it's that yeah. same car. <laughs> in the car. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. In the and George, Mason, George Mason's just like, well, who's, whose body is it? And Jack's like, uh, I don't know, but we're going to cut off his thumb. If you get me back to my GMC, I can upload that to CTU. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Call back. Maybe he should. Maybe right. that's an important piece of evidence. And uh, Jack, guess what? Calls Terry. There you go. Three nights and weekends. And uh, he's just like, I don't know. I have learned nothing, even though I'm looking for Kim and tells her that he's going to meet her at the hospital. Yep. He's on his way, but he's not. He's on his way to CTU with a dead body. Yep. And then we cut to uh, Dan and Rick, the San Diego State boys. Yep. Um, Hell of a night for them so far. And uh, Gaines shows up at the appointed place in time. And Dan's like... Dude, we just want our money. Yep. Which is $10,000 each. My math says 20000 20000 Yep. You got it. That's good math. All of that money. Um, And then Gaines is just like, well, so where is Janet? I told you, we killed her, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, then why did I get reports of a body matching her description being taken to a local hospital? And Dan, in a moment of brilliance, just goes, well, maybe she wasn't quite as dead as we thought she was. And uh, Gaines is like, well, you're either dead or you're not dead. Here, let me show you. Shoots Dan in the head right in front of Rick. Whose jaw immediately drops. And you know, for all these episodes, I've been looking at Rick going, you know, he's a younger... Like, fairly attractive dude. Why hasn't he been in more roles? This is the moment that I realized why. Yeah. Because he just looks at there and all of his acting abilities are just slack jawed. He just has his mouth open. New segment alert. Not all actors were created equally. No. No. Blank face. Mouth and gape. That's all it is. Yeah. Basically, it's his... What? He just had all the emotion of going, oh, no. (laughs) Yes. That's it. And his character has been annoying through this whole thing because 100%. they are kidnapping two women and the entire time. And he's, he's not on board. He's he's, he's not like on board, but he is. On like, bo- yeah. He's, he's like shocked about what's happening, but he's like totally fine with him smashing that Janice's arm. Still Janet. He's fine. Like he just, he just like, he's shocked, but then he's like, okay, it's cool. Whatever. It'd be like if you were in a pandemic and, uh, you open places, close places, open places, like commit to something, make (laughs) up your mind. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Basically his whole mantra is like, yeah, okay, but be nice. Yeah. (laughs) And in a segment that I like to call God damn it, Janet again, (laughs) there's complications in the surgery room and the episode closes on everybody running to the window. Are we going to kill her again? That's what that's again. Oh, I mean, this she's the, gotta die. What's the frequency? This Janet? is the most fun plot line of the entire show. It's just <laughs> is, is Janet alive? I'm, I'm enthralled, which is a word I learned recently. Nice. Just auditioning for Proud that role, for <laughs> for knowing what's counter. gonna happen. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yep. We're sponsored by Hooked on uh, Phonics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I'd like to actually mention that no sponsors yet. Right. Are you kidding me? I can't believe you've it. sponsors. 
you have a shot to get a young, hot startup and Dave podcast <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't bit yet. Unbelievable. Come on. Missing out. Get on board. And how many opportunities too? We're a perfect show for guns. We're a perfect show for tranquilizers. We're a perfect show for hospitals, doctors, right. illegal drugs, insurance, all state. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> We're talking about a show. Call us. A show that has product placements constantly. Nokia, AT&T, GMC, Apple, yeah, Palladio Apple. Furniture. Palladio, Palladio Furniture. Furniture. That is my dream sponsor. <laughs> yep. And Kiefer, call us. Yep. Um, so let's go ahead and head into our segments. Uh, Maddie J. Jacobson, can I get a little sweetness called Could Jack Poop? No. Got it. Dave Bowman. Yep. Let's follow that money. Heck yeah. Oh, brief I, mention. I, there's, there's a brief mention, but there's a lot of different directions we can go with this as a, in hindsight when I'm thinking about it. But um, number one thing is the going rate for kidnapping. Two women yep. in Southern California is twenty grand. Twenty grand in two thousand one dollars. In two thousand one dollars, so in two thousand twenty dollars, that's like twenty one grand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? and that's with two financial uh, collapses. Yes, it is. That's what it's well, all one and a half. Mike, well, one in big one impending. <laughs> big. Uh, my question is: uh, Does that number- new segment alert? It's coming. You're coming. We're coming. <laughs> This is fun for everyone. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> My question is: Is that does that sound like a fair price for kidnapping? Well, it's two bad women. negotiators. These guys are dumb. Uh, okay, but okay, let's talk about that for a second. You're an international crime guy plotting to th- kill the potential president of the United States. You just gave uh, L World girl or L word girl, a million dollars to get a plane blown up. In her defense, she blew up a plane. Right, right. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but clearly you got enough scratch laying around. Do you skimp on... You skip on the people that... Two college guys. That have to kidnap an integral part of the plan. Right. Honestly, he's looking for someone who's disposable. So the idea that he's going to get two idiots for the cost of 10 grand actually, is actually the most realistic thing that this show's done so far. Counterpoint. Almost doing it for free because he's killing Dan. Counterpoint on that. In my line of work, you're gonna you're gonna take them out anyway. You don't care who they <laughs> right, are. That's true. You don't care who how good they are. They're done. They're part of a they're part of an international plan to kill a president. They're capped. This, this is a Jack Ruby situation. It should have been an easy job for them. They yeah. have the girls. The girls willingly came with them. They right. put them in the van. You right. tie them up, and then Which, you only have to hold on to them for like an hour. That's to part me- of it. That's part of it too. Like, how do you find two random guys? To kidnap a very specific girl. Today, yeah. you do, do you it on Craigslist. Craigslist, yep. But back then, in 2001, I don't think Craigslist add in, was Add in the paper at the San Diego State Gazette. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep, San Diego State Aztec. Looking for two stoners with a cool van. What, <laughs> what, 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 what required skills would you write down in that ad? Maybe Gaines went to Palladio Furniture, furniture shopping for his, uh, for his crime compound, palace, for his compound. compound yeah. and said, wow, these two guys could get this job done. They're really good with this furniture. Well, we haven't seen the compound yet, but I'm assuming it's a fixer-upper. So yep, I feel point. like the form probably has a slot for, like, how many family members do you have that'll miss you? Right. <laughs> 
application. <laughs> He's got a W four out, an I nine. Uh, we're, we're looking for go. we're looking for people whose parents don't check in often. <laughs> Is your beneficiary no one? <laughs> Do yeah. people love you or not? <laughs> um, that that's that's a big part of follow the money for today is the going rate. I also wanted to point out that Palladio Furniture probably an S corp potential sponsor. Yep, probably an S corp uh, taxation wise. I like Go it. Ahead. Yep. That guy. Yo. Uh, I think for this episode uh, we're focusing on David Barrera. Yes. Uh, he was the cop that lost his key card Ooh. to an inmate who had a key card reader inside of his room. Um, yeah. What'd you call him? The bad partner or what did you oh, call the him? Worst partner. Worst partner. Worst partner. Worst partner. And uh, worst built police department maybe too. Yeah. Matt, horrible. That's a good point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, he has over a hundred acting credits. Most of them are him being cops. Mm-hmm. Except for. Go ahead, Dave. And he was in NYPD blue cop show. He played a doctor. Who's doctor? Jimmy Smith's. What? <laughs> if you're Jay Jimmy Smith's? Smith's doctor in a TV show, you're the shit. Because that guy. And Jimmy Smith's, uh, he became president on something. West Wing. Whoa. Hello. Still talking about West Wing Let's with Dave go. Bowman. With a little setup, baby. Let's we hit, we go. hit two members of the Trinity. In oh, that. that's unbelievable. That's What connections? Incredible. Oh, we're doing seven degrees of Sorkin now. <laughs> yeah. Seven degrees of separation <laughs> from Sorkin. What, uh, what channel was West Wing on? West Wing was on NBC. 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 Okay, then. A national broadcasting company. Believe oh, Thursday okay. nights. Maybe Wednesday nights. And if you want a clue at our location, it's channel f- here. Yeah. It's too much information. Cut that out. TMI. Yep. Well, too we'll much. Cut it. cut it. Edit. But he's a, he's a fantastic. He has a long series, like a, a large part in that series for about a season or so. So that was probably a big high point for huh. him career-wise. Isn't, isn't that kind of like, because oh, he got to speak, Um, but isn't yep. that kind of like, a perfect job like isn't third string quarterback one of the best jobs in 100%. the world where you're making one to two one to three million dollars and you mostly just sit there for years new segment new segment let's talk about jim sorgi jim sorgi was the backup quarterback for peyton manning for the colts for about yep. 10 years when he went wisconsin to the, quarterback yeah right? exactly yep. then he went to the new york giants to back up who Eli Manning. How many career passes did he have in an actual NFL game? How many? Tell me. Eight. Eight? <laughs> he, those guys never came out of a game, ever. So he had like a 13, 14-year career and never threw just a pass. Out. This segment and wasn't if, for me. And then if Peyton Manning becomes a coach, he'll just hold his clipboard 100%, on the side too. Always. And he'd get paid like $3 million a year to be a backup. It's awesome. Yeah. New segment alert. Hold my clipboard. Awesome. We need, we need one of those here. Jim Sorgi. Once we get that sponsor money, we'll get an assistant. Yes. All right, Wes. Yo. Who's the mole? Um, you know, it's actually so. I was kind of thinking of George Mason since he's starting to get involved. I thought maybe we'd find something out, but he seems to be working with Jack, which I guess could be still him just kind of moving in. I think I still have questions about Sad Dad. I I know he's supposed to be the friend's daughter, the father, whatever, but I don't know. Something seems weird about it. Like maybe he's the one that helps set up these guys to get with because he knew she would hang out with Kim or something. It just seems like he doesn't care at all that she, his daughter is in the hospital or anything. He's just following. He cares more about Terry than he does anything else. So Yeah. Oh, Wes. Is it his <laughs> real daughter? I don't know. That's what I mean. It's like I don't know if it could be. We'll see. I don't know either. I have theories. Ooh. But no, that that's Wes's. Sad dad? 
Sad dad theories? Yeah. Okay. Drop theories. theories. I don't have to be the only one. I do theories. too, but I'm going to save that for a future episode of what of follow the money. Well, I know everything that happens in the show pretty much. So. I know, yeah. So, Mike, what are your theories? <laughs> My yeah. theories are answers. Um, <laughs> See, I'm going off of 15 year old memory, and yeah, it ain't what it used to be. So, no, 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 it's not. Uh, fake spoilers. Let's go. Uh, Janet is not dying. By the way, we did a really quick episode so far. If anybody has anything else they want to talk about okay. afterwards, but go okay. ahead, Wes. Janet is not dying. I don't think so. I mean, I think she, they're holding on to this. She, they're only in uh, 5 a.m. now. so I hope she does for her sake, though. <laughs> right? could, uh, I don't know. It's kind of... It's a it's a fun plot line. Technically, so. she's already died four times. <laughs> right. She's come yes. back to life. What was that key for Sutherland? Was that Flatliners? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New segment, show within a show. <laughs> Connected universes. <laughs> there we go. The Sutherland universe. <laughs> now, we're in, now we're in your wheelhouse, well, Matt. Then, then we got the Donald Sutherland movies connect because it's his father. And they, oh, my God. Oh, my Mash. God. Um. Bad spoiler. I don't know who the body's going to be. I was thinking, I didn't realize it was a dude. I guess I maybe I was like looking down for a second. I thought it was a Well, it's, uh, they showed his big ass cock on there. Well, oh, it's, did it's, they? I missed that. Okay. Well, no, it did that have. Fox appropriate. It did have one of those like not fat, but chubby chest with like hair on it. So yeah. hopefully it's a dude. <laughs> yep. We'll find out. But I don't know. Um, I think it's. Um, I don't know what the show's going to go for, man, or where they're going with it. It seems like it's a, I do, I'm a fan of the show so far being uh, this many episodes into it. I can see why the show was successful and stuff. So we'll you, see. I'm along for the ride. Do you find it's hard to watch it the way that you've been, where it's not like you can't just burn through it or um, do you let's yeah. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, obviously getting used to binging stuff and everything, but I actually don't mind the having a little bit of a break to kind of, uh, you know, soak in. Yep. Kiefer's essence. Have you ever watched <laughs> <laughs> a lot of essence? Kiefer's, Kiefer's essence. essence. Worst cologne. <laughs> exactly. Sponsor, Sponsor opportunity. Yes, absolutely. You open up the bottle and it makes the sound of ah. <laughs> um, wait, oh, wait. So I'm not, we're gonna stay on this for a second. Okay. What does Kiefer's essence smell like? Do you think Ooh. leather? Yeah, leather. Le- yeah, leather. Soaked leather. Raw, rawhide, raw leather, like that jacket he's wearing right now. Sweat soaked um, leather sweat. and gunpowder. Yep. Oh, there but you go. also brute is within that smell. Like it's brute, brute with you think, leather. You, you feel, think Jack Bauer is a is a brute guy? I think so. Who I don't know. I feel like the. Jack's smell just punches you in the nose right when he walks in the room. You're <laughs> like, oh, it's Jack Bauer just walked in. See, maybe that's why he's always so shifty is he's embarrassed about the fact that he has body odor all the time. Maybe it's not actually cologne. Maybe it's actually like a form of pepper spray so you can <laughs> knock your boss out or something. <laughs> he just... That's that's why he put his hand on that guy's mouth. Yes. He's just trying <laughs> to knock him out. Smells funny. He goes... Essence of Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one. Uh, was this episode necessary? Segment. I think it was. I mean, we have... A lot uh, of moving parts. There was a lot of moving parts going on. Especially and for like Kim's storyline. We go into details on David and Arnold Palmer's storyline now. Yeah. yeah. This one. We're, going, we're digging a little deep on David and Arnold Palmer. The episodes, yes. Some moments weren't. Like the satellite scene where they had to get a satellite Uh-oh, to yeah. tell... Like, that took like three. The scene was like three minutes, and what and we they got mostly just fast forwarded through everything. It, yeah. yeah, 
You could have just said a security camera saw saw Jack leaving with the sub suspect and getting into his, his own car. vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> and he's heading west. And you know we're CTU, so we probably have a Find My iPhone app on that GMC. <laughs> you know the thumb tracker mobile that has a thumb <laughs> tracker, <laughs> a computer. All the cops too. Now they have the cops on their side looking forward to the radio. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it didn't make sense for them to all be crammed into there for that around one computer screens, but. <laughs> It is but, what it but is. You had to you had to find a way to get all the characters in one room. Absolutely. Yep. So they did it. We also learned that uh, Allstate, yeah, uh, acting, he he can be tense, but when there's like moments where he's supposed to kind of be like when he's talking to the journalist, he does like a moment of like, "Why are you doing this to me?" Just kind of like yeah. shrugs his arms and like. Oh, a, but one that I skipped over when yeah. he interrogates his own son. Oh, yeah. Intense, and he does like the hands up, like he's praying to his mouth <laughs> when his son back talks him, and he's like, "I will put my hands on you." And his son's like, "We're not going to talk about it." And then he puts his hands on yeah. him, yep. like, "Son, I will throw you off a balcony, like you did <laughs> to this man you're accused of doing it." To. That's right. I I still have questions about that whole family. In that, Allstate and his wife seem Allstate's wife seems pretty young to have two kids in her twenties. Yep. Um, and then, uh, the kids themselves, one, I'm buying the daughter being their kid. I'm not buying the son. I think he's adopted. It's very politics to their family dynamic. Cause like episode one, they're just set up as this perfect, happy family. Right. And my God, quickly did that kind they of went unravel. Away. Yeah. Cause David Palmer slamming, do- slowly slamming doors. Right. Walking away from his son. Nope. Who is somebody that gets so angry. He throws people from balconies. <laughs> I'm I'm betting I'm betting David Allen Palmer is about six two six three and his son's all of five eight so yeah. I'm like I'm I'm just calling that doesn't make any yeah sense how big tonight. was the guy he threw over the balcony because doesn't he's matter not that big of a guy. Wes I'm five seven man doesn't matter <laughs> yeah I guess if you really want to throw someone off the yeah, balcony if you got the skills boy you can take out anyone you want that's all I'm gonna say get the drive in yeah as a fixer you're I'm all scary. <laughs> <laughs> Mike put a gun on the table. What? Dave's no. talking about his past. No, 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 past. no. Yeah, you brought a, not like even just a box, but a case of like fruit candies here. It's del- it's Black Forest. Black Forest, uh, you want to sponsor us? Oh, <laughs> sponsor opportunity. Uh, I'll stop making fun of you, Black Forest. Call us up. <laughs> oh, you get, this is delicious. Everything. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. never seen someone eat something like that. All sponsor we'll opportunities. Eat we'll eat them like this while we record the <laughs> you episodes. You're going to love it. It was a good episode. You uh, these don't gummies. even think about doing that. Uh, not really a segment, but Dave sure does hate that sound. I do. I, I There's pet peeves in my life, and that's one of them. Well, does anybody just, anybody have anything else? I don't know. No, Where are we at? I think I'm good. No. That covers it. Does it? All right. Yeah. yeah. Wes, you want to go ahead and take us out? All right. Until the next 24, this has been the last 24 podcast. Thank you, everybody.